Welcome to the Discover You Podcast with your host, James Hooper, spiritual and personal discovery author, speaker, teacher, and coach. James helps you find who you were created to be and guides you to the most fulfilling life you can experience. On this podcast, we'll guide you through discovering what energizes and motivates you, why you think the way you think, act the way you act, and react the way you react. We'll learn together how to grow through spiritual truths to become the best version of yourself possible. If you haven't yet, please subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Also, you can go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us so they can begin their own growth journey. I'm glad you guys are back for part two of my interview with uh, my brother, Rich Hooper. And we're about to learn some phenomenal numbers that have happened at the church since he became the administrative pastor. This is a prime example of someone finding their wheelhouse, finding a job that fits their motivations. Also, how he were in a, he was in a job that didn't fit his motivations and how that went for him and how that could actually benefit from him. And so as we continue on, you're going to learn some interesting information about how you finding your place, everyone else finding their place, how it will benefit you, the organization, and all those around you. So I can't wait for you to hear the rest of my interview, and we'll talk to you again later. Thanks for listening. And at the first quarter of of 2018, we were averaging 190 in attendance every Sunday, and um, just this Sunday that James was referencing our Christmas service, we had two services, we had 428 people. And we got to thinking about today then what our average is, and that's basically a 24% growth in one year. Now that's amazing. If we didn't have a plan to retain that growth, we'd be in trouble. And the reason that that, that growth is so successful is not just because of me and coming in with the magic bullet, but it's really Pastor Mike realizing what his giftings are, and I will give it to him this too. He recognizes what his giftings are not, and that's the biggest part of discovery. Finding out, as you said, what are your primary, what are your secondary, and just because you don't have a, a, a gifting. Uh, Pastor Mike is real good at balancing me because I have a mercy as my number two. Mercy is way down on the list for him, right? He's a good balance for me. I'm too merciful sometimes, but I'm having to learn to 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 be a little more confrontational, especially in a staff uh, staffing role. Uh, so I'm having to learn how to use all of the giftings that God has given us, even though it may not be primary. So God has really uh, brought some good growth, and we're being effective in reaching our region, which we're wanting to do, and we just expect bigger things to happen. But my main responsibility right now is not to bring people to the church, but look at our what we call our leadership pipeline and make sure that everybody is sitting in the right seat, doing the right things the right way for the right reasons and helping them to identify what their giftings are, empower them to do the job that they've been called to do, equipping them, and helping them to separate between what they're not called to do and what they are called to do. Mm-hmm. It's like the book Good to Great, you know, not just to have everybody, the right people on the bus, but in the right seats yeah. on the bus, and mm-hmm. so that you're more productive and that sort of thing. So when Rich discovered his giftings and he began to operate in the gifting not being distracted by doing things that were outside of his gifting. Because when he was senior pastor, the big joke was is he'd come to the staff meetings and he had graphs and spreadsheets and all kinds of stuff, you know. And most 
senior pastors are 30,000 feet people. They're like, they're way up here. The analogy Rich has been using is, is Pastor Mike is, he's standing in the, the forest ranger tower looking over the forest. And when he sees a fire, he sees an area of growth. He radios down to Rich down in the control center and he sends out troops to handle the issues or to, focus on certain areas, and so he keeps a, a, a view, high view of it. And Rich was always down in the numbers. He was always down in the – He was so he was running up and down the tower. We kind of joke about that. He was wearing himself running up and down the tower, trying to see the big picture, but then getting down here and trying to rally troops and put stuff together. And it, it wasn't it – wasn't, I mean, Grace had a lot, of, a lot of ministry. A lot of people were touched, but it wasn't optimal. It wasn't optimal. And so, uh, so finding your gifting and operating in it just makes things work a lot better. Talk a little bit about you mentally and, and emotionally, how it's been a fit, how it makes you feel now that you're operating that way. I feel like it's, you know, the phrase to work smarter, not harder. Um, when, when, and I'll, I'll speak about me. I think it's a, a universal principle, but when, when I'm able to work in my gifting, uh, it's still work. Um, I, you know, the person that said, if you enjoy what you do, it's really not work. You know, no, it's work. I enjoy it. And sometimes I'm like, I really get paid to do this. And some days I'm like, I do this, <laughs> you know, because it's people are people, right? But, um, but it really is more fulfilling and I think more effective, as you said, when you can operate in your gifting and not struggle outside of your gifting. Just just like I had for many years to discover what my gifts were and struggled with trying to be the senior pastor, but also administrative, on the flip side of that, my friend Pastor Mike was the senior pastor, but trying to be administrative. So all the years that I spent using the analogy, running up to the top of the tower to look over the forest, and I couldn't spend too much time there because I felt like I needed to be down here rallying the troops in the same way. He should have been at the top of the the tower, and he spent all of his time down at the bottom. And so he and I talked about how that up until now, we were both struggling at different levels, but we were both trying to find where we fit and what our giftings were. And it's not like one's better than the other. It's not like this is the gift that everyone should have. And I think some people think senior leadership that everyone should attain and, 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 you know, try to attain senior leadership. I don't know that everybody is gifted to be senior leader. I think you need to be a visionary like you said, to be a senior leader, to be an executive leader, which is which is mostly just below the senior level, you, to be a visionary, you won't stay focused on, on the task at hand. And so that's kind of where, again, where you find out where your giftings are and you lead at the highest level you can lead. And scripture says that be sure that your gifts will find, will make room for you. And I think that's exactly what's happened. As you find your gifts, you begin to operate in your gifts then you'll make way for yourself and, and the Lord will make way for you. And, and even in the corporate world, I think your promotions will happen. Movement will happen when you begin to just realize what you're better at. I, you know, I've heard this notion, you and I have talked about this, about being a well-rounded individual. And, and although I think it's good to learn a lot of different things, you know, but I think you really shouldn't try to be a, a jack of all trades because if you know everything, you'd be mediocre at best at everything. You can't be the best in the world at everything. But you find what you're best at and you celebrate that and you engage doing that and you partner with other people who are better at things that you're not. One of the things I tell my staff is you need to be confident in who you are and what you know, 
But to be a good leader, you also need to be confident in what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to not know it. It's okay to want to learn it. But I don't need to know everything. I have a, I lead our praise and worship, uh, our worship leader at church. I'm over him in, in leadership management. And I understand about worship. I understand about music because we have a musical background. But I don't know everything there is to know about playing guitar and lead guitar and riffs and all that kind of stuff and some of the technical part. I don't need to know that. He knows it. I understand that he. I've hired him to do that job. And if we both knew it, one of us would not be necessary. So finding what you know, finding where you are, being confident in your leadership ability to know, I know what I know. I don't know as much as you know, but together we can make sure that the team is well-equipped to do what we've been called to do. Right. And then some of us struggle with, because like the teaching gift I have, I know a lot about a lot of things, but I have to focus on what I'm best at. Because mm-hmm. I, can, I can do, like you say, a mediocre job, some, some better than mediocre, but the thing is, is I'm not optimal in that. But when I'm operating in the, the optimal zone of my giftings, when I am operating in that teaching gift, then I've got that percept, perceiving gift next, and then the leading gift. When I'm doing those things, I function better. I'm more fulfilled. I'm not as frustrated. Mm-hmm. And and you're right. It's you know I enjoy it. It's still work, but it's it's good work. It's you know it's fulfilling work. Mm-hmm. It's not drudgery. It's not. I wake up every morning excited to do what I do. I can't wait to record another podcast. I can't wait to to write another book. Uh, shoot, I've got three books going right now. I'm writing books. Came up with another idea this week. So it's just one of those things where I'm always always coming up with ideas, always have information to share, and I want to share it. And so I'm trying every platform that I can to do that. And so once we discover that, once we understand who we are, and that's why I feel so passionate about this. Uh, and you and I f- discovered this both at the same time and because we went to the same church in 93 that we were exposed to it. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know, we've never talked about how you felt growing up, but you were a lot more like dad than I was. Mm-hmm. And so you had a little bit, somebody familiar, kind of a familiar when he and I were totally opposites. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of, that was the hard thing about what it was. But then you have actually discovered your areas. You're not exactly like dad, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, dad wasn't a, a great administrator, Mm-hmm. His he was mercy. Mercy was his number one. Mm-hmm. He was mercy, and uh, that was just who he was. And he was great that way. One of the things that that I want to try to get across, maybe you can speak to this, is that when we finally discover who we are, we need to just focus on that and not get distracted because there are other things we can do. And you're actually doing other things right now. Mm-hmm. He's actually because of his background in radio, he's actually helping launch a radio station here in Princeton. It's a little internet radio station, and they're trying to grow it, and so he does stuff. He still does production work for people, so he still has his hand in that because that's what he enjoys doing. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to stop doing that, Mm -hmm. but some people don't understand that, but it's because it gives you an an, an outlet for another part of who you are. Kind of speak a little bit about that, about, you know, even though you do have done something else in the past that's not particularly your gifting it's something you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, one of the things I think of is, is currently as we record this, I also serve as mayor pro tem on city council here in Princeton. And I thought about that because it's not like I necessarily enjoy politics and I don't necessarily enjoy campaigning and elections. And some people love it and I just don't. 
the reason I think I became city councilman originally was because we had a, a vacancy on one of the seats and the mayor, who's friends of ours and has been a family friend for a long time, uh, I had told him, I said, I want to tell you why I voted for you. He didn't ask me. I just told him, I said, I want to tell you why I voted because you care about what God thinks about Princeton and that matters to me. And I want to help any way I can meet with you to pray with you and talk with you. And he said, well, maybe we can just, I can run some things by you and you can give me some counsel on some things. I said, yeah, any way I can help. I was using my encouraging motivational gift. Um, and so that's what I was doing. I found, constantly found myself in encouraging him and, uh, you know, just trying to support him. Well, eventually uh, they wanted me to, they said, hey, we have a vacancy. Would you like to be, uh, you know, to sit in? And they appointed me. And then I ran for re-election and got re-elected because no, basically the person that ran against me didn't wasn't well known in the community. But I I know that I'm there for a reason, uh, and I think it's mainly to be an encouragement. I'm I'm use my ability to encourage the city staff as much as I can, and obviously the mayor as the mayor pro tem and anybody that I can do. I don't necessarily enjoy the politics part of it, but it's interesting that I never dreamed that I would be in uh, you know in this role. And that's where I say that no matter what experience you have in life, if you can find where your giftings are helping you to to do that, you never know where it's going to take you. Um, my years in radio, although I'm not in full-time radio now, as you mentioned, involved in some things part-time, but it's a passion. And it's something that I always want to be involved in to a certain extent because just like what we're doing right now, podcast is a is a means of broadcasting. And so to be able to reach thousands and possibly millions now with the internet of people at one time with this kind of message that you are made according to a, a plan. And of course, I'm a pastor, so it always comes back to God made you mm-hmm. according to the plan and and stick to the plan and find out that plan. And, and you and I are both similar in that we love to help people discover their giftings so that they have that aha moment and begin to understand more about what they think and how they think and what why they do what they do, as you say. And so um, I would just encourage you, as you have hopefully you've read the book. If not, I encourage you to get the book. Um, and James will tell you more in a minute about how to do that. By the way, I love the announcer at the beginning of this. He's, oh, yeah. I need yeah. his number. I don't know who that is, <laughs> but he's great. Um, but but d- discover who you are. Um, and, and it's not something that you create in and of yourself. It's the hand of the creator that's that's caused you to be who you are and why you are. And I would say this, discover it and then just get involved in doing that as quick as you can. Because as you say, you'll not only be more fulfilled, but you'll be a more effective person in accomplishing the goals and the mission that you have for your life. I don't think I can say it any better. Oh, and I meant to tell you, you you already know my brother because he's the voice that does the intro and the outro for the podcast. So, um, but he's that's hey if you've got broadcast people in your family use them. Mm-hmm. I always say if you got res- you have resources use them. Always use a resource. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I know the when you get to this part of it, this is going to be the second part of the podcast, the second week, just because of the length of it. I try to keep it down to fifteen to twenty minutes. But I, I really believe this has been beneficial. I, I, I really hope that you guys can take some of this information that you've heard through the last couple of weeks. And apply it to your life. Don't be afraid to discover who you are and don't be afraid to to pursue who you are. You may be in the middle of something else that's not even has anything to do with who you are, and that's fine. Just start pursuing it. Just start pursuing it because you will find yourself more fulfilled. You'll find yourself easier to live with 
Don't forget that you can go to the website, discoveryou-book.com, discoveryou-book.com. And on there, there is a link on the first page. In fact, I just redid the, just revamped the website because I found out my old website wasn't mobile optimized, so I had to change it. So the first page actually has the uh, first chapter you can read and you can order the book. But if you'll go to the click home page, it'll take you all three links to there where you can actually download the assessment and take it. So there's a link to order the book. It'll send you to Amazon. There is a link to download the first chapter of the book. If you haven't read the book, please just download it. Read the, It's the introduction. It kind of give you a, a blueprint, kind of a, an overview of where we're headed. And then if, if you feel like you want to learn more about yourself, take the assessment. Even if you don't ever read my book, I, I feel like if you could just take this assessment and find out where your motivations lie, what are the strongest ones, what are the weakest ones, you'll understand more about yourself. But if you'll take the book and learn from it, it's basically a manual. It's a teaching manual that I use. There's a media tab on my page where you can click the videos that are actually the teaching videos that I, that I took the audio from and made the book. This podcast, there's a, a link. It's embedded on the media page as well. And if you want to contact us, there's a contact page. You put some message in there. Let me know. I'll get back to you. I just hope this is beneficial to every one of you. I just, I, I don't hope, I know it's going to be beneficial to everyone if you'll just take the time. I'm just very passionate about it. I hope you can hear it in my voice. But I appreciate you for listening. I hope you subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe. There's actually a link on the, the description of the podcast to support it. You can actually support. We've got monthly supporters that help us, uh, as well as the sponsorships that you heard at the first of the podcast. So we've got people that support us monthly, the sponsorships to help us keep producing it, help get it out so that more people can understand. Well, again, thanks for listening. And I trust that God is blessing you in this new year. I know he's going to have great things for you as you discover who you are. One of the things that that I want to try to get across, maybe you can speak to this, is that when we finally discover who we are, we need to just focus on that and not get distracted because there are other things we can do. And you're actually doing other things right now. Mm-hmm. He's actually, because of his background in radio, he's actually helping launch a radio station here in Princeton. It's a little internet radio station, and they're trying to grow it, and so he does stuff. He still does production work for people, so he still has his hand in that because that's what he enjoys doing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to stop doing that, mm-hmm. but some people don't understand that, but it's because it gives you an, an, an outlet for another part of who you are. Kind of speak a little bit about that, about, you know, even though you do have done something else in the past that's not particularly your gifting it's something you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, one of the things I think of is, is currently as we record this, I also serve as mayor pro tem on city council here in Princeton. And I thought about that because it's not like I necessarily enjoy politics and I don't necessarily enjoy campaigning and elections. And some people love it and I just don't. The reason I think I became city councilman originally was because we had a, a vacancy on one of the seats and the mayor, who's friends of ours and has been a family friend for a long time, uh, I had told him, I said, I want to tell you why I voted for you. He didn't ask me. I just told him, I said, I want to tell you why I voted because you care about what God thinks about Princeton and that matters to me. And I want to help any way I can meet with you to pray with you and talk with you. And he said, well, maybe we can just, I can run some things by you and you can give me some counsel on some things. I said, yeah, any way I can help. I was using my encouraging motivational gift. Um, 
And so that's what I was doing. I found, constantly found myself in encouraging him and, uh, you know, just trying to support him. Well, eventually uh, they wanted me to, they said, hey, we have a vacancy. Would you like to be, uh, you know, to sit in? And they appointed me. And then I ran for reelection and got reelected because no, basically the person that ran against me didn't, wasn't well known in the community. But I I know that I'm there for a reason. Uh, and I think it's mainly to be an encouragement. I'm, I'm use my ability to encourage the city staff as much as I can. And obviously the mayor as the mayor pro tem and anybody that I can do, I don't necessarily enjoy the politics part of it, but it's interesting that I never dreamed that I would be in, uh, you know, in this role. And that's where I say that no matter what experience you have in life, if you can find where your giftings are helping you to, to do that, you never know where it's going to take you. Um, my years in radio, although I'm not in full-time radio now, as you mentioned, involved in some things part-time, but it's a passion and it's something that I always want to be involved in to a certain extent, because just like what we're doing right now, podcast is a, is a means of broadcasting. And so to be able to reach thousands and possibly millions now with the internet of people at one time with this kind of message that you are made according to a, a plan and of course, I'm a pastor, so it always comes back to God made you mm-hmm. according to the plan and and stick to the plan and find out that plan. And, and you and I are both similar in that we love to help people discover their giftings so that they have that aha moment and begin to understand more about what they think and how they think and what why they do what they do, as you say. And so um, I would just encourage you, as you have hopefully you've read the book, if not, I encourage you to get the book. Um and James will tell you more in a minute about how to do that. By the way, I love the announcer at the beginning of this. He's, oh, yeah. I need yeah. his number. I don't know who that is, <laughs> but he's great. Um, but but d- discover who you are. Um, and, and it's not something that you create in and of yourself. It's the hand of the creator that's that's caused you to be who you are and why you are. And I would say this, discover it and then just get involved in doing that as quick as you can because as you say, you'll not only be more fulfilled, but you'll be a more effective person in accomplishing the goals and the mission that you have for your life. I don't think I can say it any better. Oh, and I meant to tell you, you you already know my brother because he's the voice that does the intro and the outro for the oh, podcast. So, uh, but he's that's hey, if you've got broadcast people in your family, use them. Mm-hmm. I always say, if you got res- you have resources, use them. Always use a resource. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I know the when you get to this part of it, this is going to be the second part of the podcast, the second week, just because of the length of it. I try to keep it down to 15 to 20 minutes. But I, I really believe this has been beneficial. I, I, I really hope that you guys can take some of this information that you've heard through the last couple of weeks and apply it to your life. Don't be afraid to discover who you are and don't be afraid to to pursue who you are. You may be in the middle of something else that's not even has anything to do with who you are, and that's fine. Just start pursuing it. Just start pursuing it because you will find yourself more fulfilled. You'll find yourself easier to live with. Don't forget that you can go to the website, discoveryou-book.com, discoveryou-book.com. And on there, there is a link on the first page. In fact, I just redid the, just revamped the website because I felt found out my old website wasn't mobile optimized, so I had to change it. So the first page actually has the uh, first chapter you can read, and you can order the book. But if you'll go to the click home page, it'll take you all three links to there where you can actually download the assessment and take it. 
So there's a link to order the book. It'll send you to Amazon. There is a link to download the first chapter of the book. If you haven't read the book, please just download it. Read the, It's the introduction. It'll kind of give you a, a blueprint, kind of a, an overview of where we're headed. And then if, if you feel like you want to learn more about yourself, take the assessment. Even if you don't ever read my book, I, I feel like if you could just take this assessment and find out where your motivations lie, what are the strongest ones, what are the weakest ones, you'll understand more about yourself. But if you'll take the book and learn from it, it's basically a manual. It's a teaching manual that I used. There's a media tab on my page where you can click the videos that are actually the teaching videos that I, that I took the audio from and made the book. This podcast, there's a, a link. It's embedded on the media page as well. And if you want to contact us, there's a contact page. You put some message in there, let me know. I'll get back to you. I just hope this is beneficial to every one of you. I just, I, I don't hope, I know it's going to be beneficial to everyone if you'll just take the time. I'm just very passionate about it. I hope you can hear it in my voice. But I appreciate you for listening. I hope you subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe. There's actually a link on the, the description of the podcast to support it. You can actually support. We've got monthly supporters that help us, uh, as well as the sponsorships that you heard at the first of the podcast. So we've got people that support us monthly, the sponsorships to help us keep producing it, help get it out so that more people can understand. Well, again, thanks for listening. And I trust that God is blessing you in this new year. I know he's going to have great things for you as you discover who you are. Thank you for listening to the Discover You podcast with your host, James Hooper. This podcast exists to help you grow both spiritually and personally. If you enjoyed it and think others could benefit from the content provided, please go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us more easily. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for joining us for the Discover You podcast.